welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about Love 101 episode four. And uh, I have to say this episode like really brought me back in. I'm like so into this series now. I really can't wait to see what happens. Please. So I'm excited to talk about it. I don't have any tea, but I did just eat lahmacun and raka and it was delicious. So I'm feeling quite good. Wait, what had gotten you unhooked from the show? I don't know. I mean, it just like wasn't what I expected. You know, when you said when we said it was like a high school drama about kids setting up their teachers, it was like so much darker. But I really like this episode. So I'm in. Yeah, I, I'm I like since the first episode have been very curious and I'm like more curious each time. <laughs> Are you drinking any tea? No, I'm not. Although I should because today has been awfully cold and rainy and horrible. Wow. It's been it's been pretty cold here too. I just had like my evening four to five cups of tea. That I was like <laughs> All right. So you're ready. You're ready I'm to ready. take this thing away. <laughs> you want to do the recap instead of Sophia today? No, I don't. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right. So now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. So the episode starts with Ishik, grown-up Ishik, like finishing setting up her meal that she's been preparing for like five episodes now, because that's how complex it is. And she's like basically complaining that none of them showed up to her photo shoot. And she was like so sad and she felt so alone in that moment. So she then goes to, well, basically Sinan like decides to get the plan back on, but it's like unusual like he all of a sudden just decides that he's gonna put the plan back in action and so he goes and talks to Kerem and Osman just like very chilly like because he he just goes outside of the school and like observes them outside of the school and is like okay there's definitely chemistry there's definitely something going on between these two so he goes and tells Sinan and and not Sinan Osman and Kerem like okay there's definitely a vibe like I think that he's into her like, let's not kill the plan yet, because I think it can still work out. So they're like, okay, fine, but like, you should kind of apologize. Because he goes to talk to them when Osman like hired Kerem to like play some basketball games and make some money off of like him winning against other people. And obviously, it's not addressed um, that Kerem got like the shit kicked out of him last episode, which was, I was kind of surprised about. Anyway, so they're like, fine. And he like says this really bullshitty thing, but I think I should um, say it, which is like, well, I don't believe in apologies because like apologies only serve the person who apologizes and they don't really actually do anything, which, okay, I understand like many times when you apologize, like you're just doing it to like feel better. But still, like, I thought that was pretty like shitty of him to say that, but he does eventually apologize. And then like, so basically Osman like decides to, talk to the girls like he says okay I'll talk to the girls and convince them and like let's meet up so they like meet up and like start Osman tells the girls like yeah definitely like uh, Kemal is into Burju and also like at the beginning of the episode which I kind of missed the order but um, there's this like weird scene where Burju and uh, Kemal are like having a nice moment together like a very loving moment together and then we find out, oh, he's like, 
oh your cut like she's like my cut's not healing and he's like oh like it'll be better soon whatever um it turns out it was burju's dream and we see in her calendar she has the 29th of april circled out with a little heart on it so i think all of our very elaborate and traumatic um theories from before are disproved um this episode so that's a big one and then also Kemal like almost buys or he does buy a gift for Eda. I can't remember if he if they show him buying it or not. I just know that I didn't want him to. So then Sinan like basically goes to have a drink with the professor with the teacher and he's like like it's very weird. He's like basically just like like feeling him out and seeing like how he is and what he's like and that like is what convinces him to to have to continue with the plan basically. And so then we find out that like so this guy like drives in his car to the school to to meet Burju um and he picks her up in the car. He's kind of like lame looking in my opinion, but we can discuss that. Later. But this like really like kind of goody two shoes dude like shows up to the school and he's like all over her and like he wants to kiss her and she doesn't want him to kiss her in front of the student like not in front of the kids whatever which is kind of bullshit because she's just like lightly kissing like he's trying to lightly kiss her and like gives her a bouquet of flowers whatever and so we find out that he's her boyfriend because like he kisses her on the mouth and stuff and the kids see this and they're like shit like now what are we gonna do like we can't break off her like perfectly romantic and okay relationship because they're they're like we can't ruin her life like that's not okay we're not gonna ruin her relationship So they have this whole discussion and they kind of like realize that, you know, they have to kind of suss this guy out and see if he's like a cool dude or not. And so the whole episode is just like extremely rainy. So Sinan has this plan, which is kind of really dumb, but like basically he's like, he does this like experiment where one day he like stands out in the rain and waits for Burju with this dude with the, I don't, I didn't catch this new guy's name did you guys catch it Tunjai. oh okay yeah okay yeah i'm just gonna say burju's like <laughs> fiance or whatever because per usual i don't i'm not gonna know how to pronounce that on the first try anyway so she like meets this dude and like apparently he drove all the way from trabzon like he's very tired they're like talking about how tired he is from the drive It's probably what, like a seven, 10 hour drive from Trabzon to Istanbul? More. Yeah, it's 500 miles. I don't know. I guess it's like a day and a half. Because I did that by a day. 12 hours, 23 minutes. Wow, <laughs> there we go. Because I did like like a bus trip to up all the way to Trabzon, but like from, um, oh, what's the name of the beach town? Anyway, but it was like a f- two full nights. Stopping in Kaiseri mm. for like a day or whatever. Basically, this is her boyfriend from Trabzon, which is where she's from. And he drove all the way these 12 hours and four minutes, you said, or something to see her. 23. Very, we have to be precise. It's 1057.8 wow. kilometers for everyone who is, is keeping far. track. That is very far. <laughs> so this dude is here. And so they decide to run this little dumb experiment, which is like, So he waits, Sinan waits out in the rain with Tunjai and Tunjai, like 
he's like, yeah, I'm just waiting for Burju. She's like grading my paper. And I want like, she told me to meet her out here. And the guy's like, yeah, whatever. Like, he's not even trying to make conversation. And it's raining really hard. And Sinan is just wearing a t-shirt and he doesn't offer his jacket or anything. And that's like their test. Cause they're basically um, what I think Ishik is the one that's like, I'm not going to break up this relationship. And they're like, what if he's a bad person? So like, this is their test to see if he's a bad person. And so Tunjai does not give him the shirt or any like a jacket or anything like Burju gives him he gives him the jacket just when Burju arrives so like that's their whole argument um and then with uh Kemal Kemal gives him the jacket right away like just like five seconds in he's like already giving him the jacket so they go back to Sinan's house and have this whole discussion and they're like obviously obviously Kemal is a good guy and Tunja is not a nice guy at all so then they're like all okay fine. like they agree on this but that day Burju's not at school and it turns out it's because she's having her engagement party to Tunjai at her apartment with like her whole family in this not that big apartment and her mom's like being a mom being like you should have done it at our house our house is like way better and fancier like all this stuff so basically just like having like a family moment but it's evident or at least I feel that way that like Burju is not happy like she's clearly like thinking about other stuff or something during this whole time because she seems to be like quite uncomfortable on the day and also of course Sinan was exposed to a large amount of rain so he got super wet and he got sick and so or like he probably is going to get sick so Ishik makes him soup and like all this stuff and well, he, it turns out he gets super sick and he goes to the hospital and he needs to get an IV drip. But like, since he's a minor, he needs like an adult to sign on his IV drip. So the nurse is like, oh, just tell me if your parents are in the parking lot. I'll just call them in and like have them sign. Obviously his parents are like nowhere to be found and he's like extremely sick. So he just walks out of the hospital, passes out in the parking lot. And that's where the episode ends. I might've missed some stuff if you guys want to compliment it. Nothing that I can think of right now. But I'm sure we'll get to it in banter if there is anything. So now we're going to move on into our banter slash spilling the tea slash gossip section. And uh, we have a lot to talk about, but this time I agree with all of Sophia's analyses. <laughs> so no arguments here. <laughs> it seems like from the first scene, Ashuk's like social life hasn't improved since high school. Like she's literally setting up this like really nice, spending all this time on this dinner <laughs> for people who probably aren't even going to show up. It's very weird. And then she sets it up all over again after the chandelier falls mm-hmm. outside. I think, was this the first time that adult Ushuk, like, admitted to being adult Ushuk other than, like, I the envelope? So. Uh, visibility? Okay. At least it was the first time I noticed it. Yeah, yeah, same here. The the very sorrowful, wistful gaze at Sinan's flask was super weird, I thought, when she was looking the house. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. That definitely makes me think that he's dead. I think she like held it. I don't know what she, but it was like something with the flask that I just was like, okay, like don't be nostalgic about his alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. 
<laughs> okay. It just made me think that he's probably dead, that that's probably what's going on, and, and that's why she's like... But do you think they would be so heavy-handed with the, like, he's dead imagery? I just feel like he's not going to be dead after how much they're hinting at him Yeah, I, I agree. Like, if he is... It makes me think he's not dead because of how obvious it is. Like, she's in his abandoned house, and he's an alcoholic, and he's yeah. sick, and all of this shit. I don't know. But maybe he's dead. He's probably dead. I want I want Kenam to be like the surprise dead one and the, not that hey, I want Kenam to die. I, like but I just like want a surprise. I just want a surprise. I'd like Edda to be the surprise dead one. She sucks. Who do you want? Edda. Fuck her. She, I mean, unless it was like not a woman in the domestic situation, I think she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think honest. Well, this is kind of heteronormative of my brain, but I feel like she's the one with the kids. Like. And I feel yeah. the guy eating yeah. the sandwich with the thing in his pocket is definitely Osman. Yeah, unless the guy in prison got out. So Osman must have made his way from the horse farm too. <laughs> right, I forgot about the horse farm. Yeah. Yeah. Borju had that dream about Kamal, which I definitely yeah. knew from the beginning was a dream. But yeah. it was cute. It was really, it was too aggressive for both of them for it to be. It was way yeah. too not awkward. <laughs> yeah. But I also just have a question, which probably I should save for the what the fox, but like who has this much time in the morning to like wander around I in know. her PJs, like lazily yes. making tea? Who does that? Same with, same with in the prior episode where we thought it was like a weekend or something. And then turns out it was an actual weekday right after the concert like first of all what time did they get home and then how many, how many hours did they have before classes yeah started? she has like three hours to like drink yeah. her tea make her breakfast do her hair like it's wild this is the turkish hollywood conception of uh like people with jobs <laughs> <laughs> completely off i was just gonna comment again on the excellent food scene in the episode they just show such good food every episode so the stuffed mussels that's like my favorite street food that they got the whole tray of Mm -hmm. during the basketball game for 20 i mean okay 20 million lira which i don't exactly know if that's the same as 20 lira today like they cut the six zeros off Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not 20 20 lira today because of crazy inflation at this moment in in time but i'm wondering if it like if, it, if that's right or like that's just super cheap muscles because that's like super cheap even if the economy wasn't a total disaster right now that would be very cheap for a whole damn tray <laughs> of that um, I was like whoa sign me up um and then they were eating that um subode, the yeah the that looks so good they were eating, they were eating it so like good. like very very they were really eating that it was it was inspiring <laughs> I really wanted some and then shik soup isn't street food, but like Sinan, you gotta you gotta tap that. I mean, come on, she makes soup. Like, <laughs> no, he don't gotta tap that. I I also <laughs> really tap. got the impression this episode though that he is into her. Like he was. Oh doing yeah, that. for sure. He's that made scared. that he's definitely definitely into her, and like that's why yeah. he's being so defensive because he's like, yes. shit. I guess I like her, and she clearly like wants to take care of me and like is caring about me when like. As we know, and this is so horrible, like no one in his life gives half a shit about him. Which is and that's really probably bad. why he's scared of like 
getting connected to her is that he, he has these abandonment issues uh rightfully so so he feels like she's gonna probably i'm guessing he feels like she'll walk out on him too and he probably blames himself for whatever like horrible things his parents have done and even just in neglecting him even though it's not his fault so yeah he probably thinks he's toxic yeah i just felt really really bad at the end of the episode when he's like really sick and like clearly suffering like in distress and like he can't get the medicine he wants like or like he needs actually and like he just like passes out on the pavement and like they all wonder where he is but like since he's so flaky and like doesn't show up to school they are not sure like if something wrong happened or anything and it's just sad it's so like I just felt so sad about him like like you go from last episode thinking he was such a shitty person and like treating Mm -hmm. everyone so badly to this episode being like okay like I kind of understand his baggage I don't justify like his outburst but like that's a really shitty situation to be in like being 16 or 17 and just like being completely alone no adult to like look after you I don't know that's just really shitty Mm -hmm. also I I I mean it must be a real thing I don't even know if they do this in the U.S. but like to not treat him and ask I mean I don't know I just feel like if any sick person who's that sick walks in just like hook them up to the IV drip like yeah I feel like I mean I have no idea how it works but I have a hard time believing that the nurse would just like knowing he's a minor like let him leave sick yeah like not escort him or something I don't know yeah but I I wonder what he has though like they do say that he's anemic I don't know if that's actually true I just assumed it was a result of operation pneumonia like he got pneumonia from operation <laughs> that's, what that's what i'm calling the whole rain t-shirt oh my gosh yeah i don't know if it's something something underlying as well well also he probably like cracked his head when he fell in the parking lot right like yeah probably actually. falling on concrete he, is not good he hit the ground though first with his torso because like i actually looked for that because i was like this guy's gonna die like he's gonna get brain damage but he like hit it first with his body and then with the head so i guess the impact was a bit lower but it was probably still bad yeah he's definitely gonna be in the, in the hospital next episode will anyone at the school even like think if something's off no. unclear no absolutely <laughs> not i also kind of grant what will grandpa eat oh he's gonna starve to death no his yeah. dog will bring him dinner that's true it's a good boy right there oh I wish the dog could sign the consent form. <laughs> it <laughs> should be able to. <laughs> oh. Also, like, I really like the converse, like, the heart-to-hearts they had. Like, well, I mean, obviously, Osman calling Sinan out, being like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're trying to apologize to me. Like, don't start spewing, like, dumb philosophy at me. And then I really, yeah. really like the conversation between Ishik and Eda because they just called each other out so much. Like mm-hmm. they could just see right through the other one. Like like when Ishik's like, oh, what did she say? It was really funny. I can't remember what it was, but I thought it was cute when she's like, is it that obvious that I'm into like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's fucking obvious. <laughs> like, like you get like goo goo eyes every time you see him. <laughs> Yeah, and when he, like, apologized, she was, like, all, like her smile was, like, yeah, at the corner. <laughs> it was cute. Although I don't want them to get together because he's a disaster and he's just going to drag her down to her sad Tupperware-having ways. 
later in life. Tupperware vegetable oh banquet. I don't know why you guys hate it so much on the Tupperware. I was very into that Tupperware. It's fine. It's just like so OCD to have like 12 of them with all with like different pre-prepared things in them. It's so weird. I think it's like they're camping at the house. That's the weirdest part for me. Like, why would you go to a house and like camp out there? Like you're just there to eat. Like, I don't know. It's a weird situation. The whole, yeah, she's weird. Adult Ashik is very weird. For Ed, going back to the card tower with Edas. So do I have this right? Her dream is to be a graphic designer, but she thinks that the only way to measure success is with money. And the only way she can get money is to marry up. <laughs> that's correct and so therefore now her goal is to be successful via marrying a rich man i don't know that her goal is that but her parents goal is that that's what i took from it but i just thought it was so funny when she was like it's so embarrassing i want to be a graphic designer what a terrible career it's It's like like, wait wait what viable career path it's a completely (laughs) normal career that pays a normal amount of money well, yeah, especially think, going to the like, dot-com era, that's about to get yeah. so lucrative. I was going to say, like, that was, at that time, it was probably a really good career. Like, now it probably pays much less and is much less, like, of a innovative. That's like, available. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. And also that, sorry, I'm hating on her, but, like, Eda has no friends. And, like, that's why she had to talk to Ishuk. Like, I don't think it was because... She likes the shook or she wanted to get the team back together. Like she wanted to talk to no. someone and she has no oh, friends. I did feel that she liked the shook. Like obviously a shook has her own friends. And I think that's what I don't remember who's the I think it's Sinan who like looks at the classroom and he sees her like laughing. Yeah, I was and so happy. glad to see that. Yeah. But clearly that didn't continue on to the present day. I want to see, I want like an interaction with Ushik's like balanced better adjusted friends and yes. her being like and like her friends being like why are you hanging out with literally the worst people <laughs> yeah. at this why are you spending so much time with them I'm gonna tell uh whatever Teza her mom <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing her nerd friends go to their her mom and like you would be incredible that would be an incredible <laughs> subplot <laughs> oh or like um what was it I don't know. This this episode made me think of High School Musical a lot. Really? <laughs> like the new one or the old one? There's a There's new, a new one? one. Yeah, you guys don't haven't followed the drama with driver's license and whatever. But like this, the scene where Kerem is playing basketball and Oswald is taking bets. I was like, very ready uh, for a musical number to get break your out. Head in the game. <laughs> get your get your get your head in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of basketball. Do we think Kemal just had like a sporting injury when he was like about to be in the Turkish pro leagues? For sure. Yeah. Oh, that crap. That was was horrible. The sound. Yeah, that was gross. (laughs) Awful. But I was really glad that he turned out to be a good guy. I loved the pneumonia test. That was my favorite thing that's happened in this show so far. (laughs) But I'm kind of like, like, I mean, they are teenagers, obviously, but it was so dumb. Like, I don't know. Hey, it worked. Now we know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. And Sinan's definitely been kind of suicidal this whole time. So, like, maybe this was also part of his plan. Yeah, he has a thing about jumping into water situations. Yes. 
Yes. Also, I have a dumb question, but like, did you realize that in the subtitles it said that it was geography class and then it was English class? Oh, I thought it said English class. No, it said geography. And then in the subtitles, it was like Algeria and all this stuff. And then it was English, like she was speaking in English. It was so weird. Huh. She was like, yeah, there's whatever countries in North Africa. And then she started saying like Morocco and like. Are you sure you didn't imagine that? Because I remember she was lecturing about the future tense. Yeah, that's what I remember too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's actually happening. But that's not what the subtitle is saying. Uh, oh, that's so the bizarre. Were saying, that's weird. The subtitles are saying like the this the geography of the north of Africa is like this and this and like oh. that's so weird. What a scandal. The subtitle people are not the sultans of success no. of this episode. They are quite the opposite. <laughs> it also got me to thinking, like, I wonder what subject Burju teaches, because they haven't said it. Yeah. What is she, like she doesn't even seem qualified to do it. No, she doesn't. I'm so confused by she her. She must teach like health or something. She's like she's like the sex ed teacher who tells you the best form of birth control. Is oh actually. God! <laughs> wow. That's just because she doesn't want to get with Tunjai. Yes. <laughs> she's like, trust me, trust me. There's no bad, no bad. <laughs> looks so boring. Like he looks extremely boring. Yeah. Let's just like. Like, not a good, also, I mean, from the pneumonia test, again, clearly. Yeah. Not, Terrible guy. Terrible. <laughs> he yeah. sucks. I did have a new conjecture that obviously turned out to be false, which was that she was a widow. That's why she had the little heart in her mm, calendar. I like that. Oh, but then, obviously, good. she wasn't. <laughs> She's just engaged. Engaged to a shithead that she doesn't like at all. I personally like my theory about the calendar heart that she was a narcissist and that was her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, gosh. Uh, did not pan out I don't understand way. why she would have like drawn a calendar heart if she is so against the idea of being engaged to this man. Maybe maybe she was just like trying to like be to psych herself for up. It. Yeah, or or she yeah. probably like this is my new conjecture. She was probably like super into the guy, like when they lived together in Trabzon or something. And then she moved yeah, to Istanbul. The big city. And she like was like, this guy's lame. Like, but I can't break up with him because whatever. They're probably going to be some reason. Who knows what reason? Mm. And and now, and then she met Kemal and was like, shit, I'm clearly not into this guy. Like, I, maybe I could, I thought I could convince myself that I was, but I'm definitely not into him. And so now mm-hmm. what do I do? And it's making her physically tremble, her attraction to him. That was bizarre. That was bizarre. That's a good point. Her, it's her illness, man. Whatever illness she's got going on in the background. It's an illness of the heart. <laughs> I thought it was, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was intentional and more thought out than I believe it to be. But I was not impressed by the kind of lack of foreshadowing that she was in a relationship in the prior episode. I would have liked to see more discomfort like in the concert and um when she got home and stuff but she seemed like so unattached and maybe that's intentional because like she's clearly not into her relationship but I mean she had regret the following morning but like you know you could just have that regret because you woke up with a stranger and you know you have to get to work and whatever I didn't necessarily 
equate her discomfort the following morning to any guilt and I felt I feel like they could have done more body language to show yeah that's a good point I I liked it because it was a surprise but you're right if you were like re-watching it you'd be like there's absolutely no signs that she's in this relationship yeah yeah Yeah. it seems like you would show it yeah you'd manifest some discomfort even if you didn't like the guy you're still like committed Mm -hmm. I think the show just doesn't want us to like him clearly yeah because even when he first appeared and he was like with the flowers and the like oh I'm so happy to be here he still was like a little bit like hmm what is up with this guy I thought he was her brother at first before they kissed (laughs) wow (laughs) I I thought it was going to be one of those storylines where it's like a giant misunderstanding Mm -hmm. and like he's her cousin or her brother exactly landlord or some there's like a mouth kissing thing in Trob Zone between relatives (laughs) (laughs) it was before the mouth kissing okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you never know Also, does she have like? A, is there a Trabzon accent, or is it just like a normal accent? Um, I mean, I, I'm like not, I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure like the very, very local people, you know, folks who were raised and fully educated in Trabzon without like an Istanbul Turkish speaking teacher, which would be really rare slash non-existent. <laughs> um, but they they should have like a Black Sea accent a dialect of the black sea but i mean it's a big city and like i said teachers all speak like istanbul turkish which is like oxford english so they would there is also a huge i mean i think this is true of most countries this is certainly true in the u.s with regional dialects that aren't like midwestern (laughs) dialects um there's a lot of scorn for yeah you know sounding provincial or sounding like you're rural Mm -hmm. so people try to you know get that corrected yeah again I'm using air quotes that our our listeners can't see but I don't actually believe believe in that but like there's a huge stigma against sounding like you're from not Istanbul so (laughs) yeah I understand that what do you guys think is the Kerem Edda future are they gonna go for it prison no. <laughs> <laughs> for both of them. Perfect. No, no, their future relationship. <laughs> well, I guess maybe if she finds out that he's rich, mm-hmm. everything might change. Mm. Also, he could be a pro basketball player. I mean, he's amazing. Just killing the street ball game. Until he gets and maybe like, literally kill him this, on the street. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Osman is there to break up the fights before they happen, he'll be great. He could be his manager. Yeah. Oh my God. All, yeah, they could all be a work slash real family. <laughs> they still didn't give any love like to Sinan when he was sick. Like they were planning in his house, but they were like, it's so, I find it so annoying. Like, are these people human beings? Like, aside from a shook. They didn't give a shit that he was like shivering under a blanket. Yeah. That was messed up. But she was also like feeding him the soup. That, that was, was also bizarre. Weird. I agree. <laughs> not a baby. He can <laughs> that was just bizarre to me. We got a dead poet society reference. Is that a hint as to what's going to happen? <gasps> oh, God. 
Where was the Dead Poets Society reference? I don't think, yeah. One of, the, one of the misfits was like, this isn't the Dead Poets Society, for God's sake. No, it's the teacher. It's it's Kim Ha. It oh, yeah. Teacher. You're right. You're right. When he goes right. to drink, like when he offers him the the thing and he's like, I don't need a dad. I already have a dad or whatever. So but that could also be foreshadowing. That like, could be. Kim Ha could like take him in. Like rather than the Dead Poet Society reference, which I don't think that was in the Turkish original, because I tried to hear and see if he said Dead Poet Society. Well, he would say it in Turkish. Oh, true. Um, well, I don't know. That seems like a really like legit foreshadowing because isn't it? It's like all about the teacher's connection with the kid, and then you know, spoiler, <laughs> Sinan's <laughs> probably going to commit suicide. We've seen a lot of hints already. That would be awful, but that's not improbable. Like, his life is really horrible. Yeah. Do I personally earn a what the fuck for never having seen or knowing what Dead Poets Society is oh, about? Oh, sh- Oh, sorry. I've totally <laughs> heard of it. Never watched I mean, I should have, like, if it came out, I just Google it. It came out in 1989. It's really so a good it's- movie. I highly recommend it. I've never actually well, seen it. it. So, but I had watch to it. write a paper about it for one of my classes in high school, so I had to Google the plot because it was like not at Blockbuster. <laughs> like it was, was that a oh Blockbuster? We just aged ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's a really good movie. Really, really good. I definitely I didn't see the twist Carpe coming. DM sees the day speech. That's all I know about yeah. it. Fun Latin then- fact: Carpe Diem is comes literally from like picking grapes off the vine. That's the verb they use. So it's about drinking, really, in the end. I mean, I just watched I watched a documentary. I'll just I'll just recommend it to our listeners if you choose to not edit this out, Sammy. <laughs> it's called Som, like S O M M, like Somalier, Som Two into the bottle, and it's about how the history of wine and how wine is made. It's on Hulu, and uh, there's a quote from that documentary that I'll quote right now: "The history of wine is the history of mankind." So wow. That's not pretentious yeah. at all. <laughs> not at all. Well, no, but I mean, it's accurate for Western civilization, well, though, yeah. I will say. that There's a know. whole theory that the reason why human beings, like, settled was because that in order to make beer, they needed to wait for the crop to grow, and then they needed to wait for the thing to ferment. Couldn't but, like, believe it. <laughs> this is, like, a legit theory. Like, yeah, like, the, the theory that, like, humans stop being nomads because they really like beer. Because of... <laughs> that's awesome so yeah all right so we'll be checking in next week on the history of beer wine and if you've watched dead poet (laughs) society (laughs) yes there's also a scotch documentary that i'm planning on watching i'll let everyone know thank you oh god okay also can we talk about how the funny songs they like the theme songs they gave to each dude so like Kemal has the should I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. Tunjai has uh you give love a bad name. <laughs> which, <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like he's the opposite of a bad boy. Like he just seems like kind of a nerdy asshole. That's I mean, obviously, like we don't have enough clues, but that's just what I'm gonna assume that he is. <laughs> I think we have enough i think you're right yeah i think had they had they not done the jacket test i would have just thought he's like really desperate to seal the deal with Forju because she's way above his league yeah but 
yes post jacket test we know that he's an asshole yeah he seems like a nerd nothing wrong with being a nerd <laughs> on top of all of that he seems like a nerd which makes my wish worse okay maybe not a nerd just like the word for it is is perfect in spanish i guess it's like more geek than nerd but like kind of just like, like a dork yeah like a dork let's say dork yeah <laughs> that's a great word i am a nerd i have to say like i, I will self-proclaim myself a giant nerd so like i have nothing against it but he just seems obnoxious <laughs> in every way i agree do we have anything else for the gossip section i don't No, i, I was gonna say the 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 theme song thing which i thought was really funny oh. he also does not seem like a badass to have like you give love a bad name like, that's, like... <laughs> maybe he maybe he will be revealed to be like the accountant for kerem's family business or something you know Oh, baby! The Trabzon division, or he's working the Trabzon division. Yes. <laughs> I hope they show some really good Trabzon food, like that delicious cheese. If if they go out to uh, Trabzon, we'll know it that their plan has completely failed because she's already yeah. They'll have to follow her there. And could you imagine <laughs> them driving cross country? Scary. They literally would. <laughs> they don't have anything else. Like, they don't go to school. No. Awesome. So now we're going to move on into our history section. And today, uh, despite all the amazing food options we were given, I think we're going to go with talking about the history of Trabzon, the city, and tell you guys a little bit about it. We went there together and it was really fun. And yeah, hopefully give you a flavor for what it's like. So Trabzon, which in ancient times was known as Trapezus, not sure if that's related to the shoulder muscle or not, but let's assume yes. And Trebizond in English is on the Black Sea coast. It's 500 miles or 12 hours and 31 minutes drive from Istanbul. Is that correct, Eski? Uh, 12 hours, 23 minutes. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Get, it, get, get, get your facts together. <laughs> this is not how we become so success. <laughs> Its population is like a quarter of a million people in the city and a million people in the count greater county area. Historically, like apparently much of the Black Sea coast of Turkey, it's associated with the Amazons. So the 10,000 army wa was retreating from something, who knows, and reached the sea at Trabzon after their defeat. Don't know anything about that, but sounds interesting. I mean, it would probably have to be like the Caucasus, right? Like that would make sense because the Caucasus is like right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was the Byzantine port nearest Armenia. And it was also like the port that was along the trade route from most of Europe to Central Asia. Asia. So it was very important from the Middle Ages through today. It's still used in that way. After the sack of Istanbul of 1204, CE, the grandsons of the emperor who was deposed in that sack, fled and founded an offshoot Byzantine empire in Trabzon that operated independently until 1461 when it was incorporated by the Ottoman Empire. Because it was kind of out of the way, they just didn't get bothered by all of the invaders coming through um, Anatolia. Their main exports back in the day were silver, iron, aluminum, cloth, wine, and uh, taxes on trade to Iran. That's a good business to be in. 
right now their main exports are tobacco, fruits, and hazelnuts, or at least those are the main crops that are grown there. Uh, so Oswan would like it. And the main tourist attraction, I would say that that's actually within the city is their own Hagia Sophia, which is a domed basilica with 13th century murals that are very famous and very beautiful. Also Ataturk's villa is there, another big tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting about um, the Eastern Black Sea, you already mentioned that, it, you know, obviously closest at that point, um, Greek port to Armenia, but obviously modern day Armenia and uh, Georgia are very, very close. I mean, Georgia's like literally a stone's throw away almost. And the linguistic diversity that, I mean, nowadays doesn't exist so much, but kind of exists still. There are a lot of, um, like my, I, I know I have a friend here um, in North Carolina whose family is from the, the what's the word? What's the English word? The, I guess plateau would be the equivalent. The plateaus around, um, or the high, the high plains around um, Trabzon, who they're, they, they have the, his mom and dad live in a village. They have Turkish names, but their native language is Greek. Like wow. they speak Greek because that's just what those people in the village spoke. Um, so it, yeah, I mean, this, this friend of mine, he doesn't even know his birthday because he was like born in this super remote village. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of you know Greek speaking uh, folks, so very interesting. Uh, also, there's a linguistic minority um, in eastern in the Eastern Black Sea, the the Laz L A Z. The Laz region also encompasses modern day Georgia, and it's a re language related to Georgian, which I didn't even know Georgian had languages related to it. I thought it was kind of its own thing, um, like Greek, but it is. It's got a couple cousin languages and that is one of them but there's only about a hundred thousand speakers um because unfortunately especially in turkey you know linguistic erasure has been very successful uh so there aren't a lot of them there the the term does is used kind of as a joke or kind of i mean a spectrum of joking to almost derogatory uh, of black sea people so you know there's like a running joke of like oh this such and such seems like a, a, a Laz invention or a Laz thing to do. Like if there's a funny, you know, funny air quotes joke about a Black Sea person, you know, inventing some contraption to solve a very basic problem, they'll say, oh, well, that's the, the Laz mind for you. Like always, you know, coming up with these crazy ideas for very simple tasks. So again, there's some uh, definite uh, anti rural anti-provincial kind of attitudes that steep into everything so anyway I, I, I've always thought that um, especially as someone who you know growing up I didn't even really know how diverse uh, Anatolia was uh, until very recently um, I always find factoids like that about different smaller ethnic groups super interesting well and they also have very very good food up in the Black Sea they also have like a bunch of tea, don't they? They grow tea in that region as well. Yeah. And yeah. They have... more, more in uh, Rize is the Black Sea town slash province more known for tea that versus Stavzum, but yeah, in general, the high, the higher altitude, the very mm -hmm. rainy climate, etc., is very good for. Yeah, and it's super green. It's it's really green. The whole region is like yeah. really beautiful, like evergreen trees, from what I remember. Yeah, like pines. 
And there's these really cool like caverns. Kind of like a Pacific Northwest climate, I would say. It's a lot of rain, a lot of, yeah, like you said, evergreen coverage. And like, it's it's really cool because people live like, as you mentioned, like your friend, they live in like villages, like really far and you have to walk like mm-hmm. super far to get to those villages. And yeah, I, I remember the second time I went, we just like walked for hours to get to these like weird, well, not weird, just like houses isolated <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I mean, people just live yeah. there with their cows and like they even have like their family members like graves right by the house like it's it's really like different I guess from what you're you usually like see but it's really I mean it's really interesting Mm -hmm. and they have like a particular style of houses like the houses are like they still have I think a lot of them they have a wooden oven or like furnace and like I, I have pictures somewhere um of what the houses are like but I remember them being like quite different yeah but yeah it's it's a really cool and like beautiful region and they have like well in the black sea region they have like those monasteries that are like entrenched in the mountains yeah so the the one that we went to is sumela monastery which is in the pontic mountains which is i think the nearest town to it is trabzon so that's a big tourist destination it's a greek orthodox monastery and it's really cool but man those monks were nuts (laughs) We should do a section on nuts monks at some point because the Cappadocia ones also were like out of their freaking minds. <laughs> they looked like chain themselves in these little caves. It, wild stuff. Wild. Yeah, early Christians were not chill. Not chill <laughs> at, at all. all. I think that's when the least chill. Well, we can talk about a little bit about like, I don't even know how to, like like Greek Orthodox, like saint theology. Basically, um, all these stories, like it was really like, if you did something bad, like the the way to redeem yourself was to really be like an ascetic and like literally go find a cave in the forest. Go like torture yourself and, for and suffer and like die because you have no food, basically. <laughs> like like very Buddhist in a way. Yeah. But like just way too like crazy. But there like when I took the Byzantine like women of Byzantium classes we read a lot of um like saints lives hagiographies hey, hey, I think they're called and, like mm-hmm. a lot of people basically went to walk the desert for years and years and like that was like the road to redemption and like because they either had like a, a bad life or like they didn't want to get married and like the way to escape was just to go walk and like get in a mountain <laughs> So religious extremism, not new. <laughs> yeah, nope. I, I remember I wasn't with you guys, but we went to Cappadocia to this valley. Like there's a mm-hmm. there's a valley where there's like a bunch of literally just like a hole in the wall that like some monk went to live in and is like now a church. With chains. <laughs> and now and then like all, all these like English soldiers went and like graffitied them with like sticks like you know they write like john 1894 whatever like like okay john they know you were here in 1894 (laughs) all right well now everyone knows everything about (laughs) travs yeah no one i mean it's like you've traveled yeah we haven't saved yourself the airplane (laughs) delicious cheese thing whose name i can't remember but that i want to eat Mulama. 
Oh yeah. Sophia, Sophia, I'm sure we'll be able to repeat that. Muklama. <laughs> Maybe now yeah. I can. I Good. remember. It's like cornmeal and cheese. And you just get a bunch of bread and eat this. Like it's like fondue, but like way Amazing. better. So good. It is. It's like a bre- very, very intense breakfast food, but it's a breakfast food. <laughs> <laughs> it is a wonderful breakfast. Like literally, I think the Turks do the best breakfast in the world, if you ask me. Yeah. Like a, a great Turkish breakfast oh. is so good. Yeah. Eating, yeah. eating deeps milk cheese for breakfast is is an adventure in and of itself. <laughs> oh my god. Remember when we went to the baklava factory at like 5 a.m.? That was the <laughs> the worst my stomach has ever felt in my whole life. <laughs> I was very pleased that whole day. <laughs> it was horrible. No, I, just, I liked I liked the I mean, it when you guys but... lost your minds at the butter yeah. getting like the just pure like vat of butter getting poured on. Oh it. my god. What did you And think then we tried to <laughs> We tried to thank them for the tour by buying in the shop, but then they gave us all this free stuff that we had to eat to be polite. And oh my God, it was, it was that a nightmare. That's what summarized our whole nightmare. private turkey is like being forced to overeat so as to not yeah. one and then die. But it was so good. Oh <laughs> man. Is, like, I cannot explain how good the food is. Like, Oh my god. Like I just remember that trip to Antip and it was like the best food in the entire world. And just like we I wish I had like five stomachs in order to eat. We ate a meal like hourly on every trip. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh best the best time of my life for sure. <laughs> was that was a good year? Twenty fourteen? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Very good times. All right. Well, now before I get hungry after eating dinner literally half an hour ago, (laughs) again, so we need to stop talking about food. So now we're going to go into our WTF section, and I have a lot of good candidates that we've only discussed some of them, I think. Uh, So my first what the fuck is Borju's morning routine. We've been over this, but like literally, I know some people are like more adult than me, but like my morning routine is like waking up 15 minutes before I have to leave, regardless of whether I have to shower or not. So the idea of like leisurely making tea in my silk pajamas is so ridiculous. Really? Well, I mean, some days I'm very good at waking up early. And like, if I have like, for example, tomorrow, I know I have a really busy day, so I'm going to get up early so I can like plan out my day. But like, I can I I do make coffee and like a breakfast for myself every day. But that's just because like I'm working from home. If I were not, like probably I wouldn't be so leisurely. So I I I'll take that point. My my second what the fuck is like, I'm really worried that none of these kids are getting fed food at home because they eat so much <laughs> during the day. Like I mean, I'm glad we get to see all of the street food, but like they go from eating a two guys eating a tray full of stuffed mussels to eating suvorek like what are they doing 
it's wild they're growing they don't boys. eat at home this is like the exemplification of that cliche yeah. growing boys like stuffing their faces yeah i have three brothers and i can tell you that they do eat that amount of food that's wild <laughs> what the fuck oh yeah it was a sweet gesture when osman handed sinan the hazelnuts after him apologizing yeah. but all i could think of is like were those in oh, your pants pocket and then you like took them out with your gross sweaty like hand that's been dealing all the lira out to all the gambling yeah. people like yeah man it's a good one it's gross sorry yeah what the fuck drinking with your teacher Sidon drinking with Kimal oh, I know yeah. Kimal's whole thing is like I'm don't care about being a teacher but he should care about losing his job no <laughs> too busy uh being angry at the world about his basketball career it's fun <laughs> he's coping well he's coping so well no problems <laughs> at all what the fuck recorders oh <laughs> i might be gonna say what i was gonna say yes that, that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> like why 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 are they an instrument they're so ugly <laughs> let's not have recorders ever i need i need uh, you guys and also whoever listens to this to look up there's like a hilarious green screen full thing on YouTube of this I want to say like middle school or high school playing my heart will go on on the recorder with like but it's so bad it's like completely out of <laughs> tune I would really just recommend it to anyone <laughs> <laughs> well in general that music oh, class was very what the fuck like what was the point of that even Ashuk wasn't paying attention in that class. That's wow. how bad it was. I know. I know. And then, oh yeah, we talked about this, but Ashuk feeding Sinan like a baby. That's just so weird. Like, that's not how you get someone to be attracted to you. <laughs> Let's not do that. And then the last one I had, Kerem was wearing like, was it like a snoring strap on his nose to open his airways? <laughs> Or was it for his cut? Because it, was it for wasn't there for his fight. But he only wore it during basketball. Maybe he healed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the basketball healed him. Game. <laughs> uh, what are you guys? Is what the fucks? I I agree with all of yours. You, that was very comprehensive. I would just Thank reiterate you. my. A uh, flask staring slash nostalgia brought on by the flask in the first. Totally scene. missed that. Yeah, it's just it was like like I don't know. You're in his house. There's like other things that don't uh, symbolize his uh, various mental illnesses <laughs> around <laughs> that you could uh, that could make you think of him. I just feel like it's such a sad way to remember him if he is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I only I agree with you guys is what the fuck's a hundred percent. And I, I just have one, which was that weird scene where the the teacher with the red tie, I don't know his name, but he's always wearing a red tie. Um, the one who teaches the class where they swap the tests. Like Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. And like uh Kimon is there and like Burju walks in and he's like, Oh, how nice of you to like be getting to know each other or like He's like making awkward comments about them being a couple. And it's like, yeah, okay, this is awkward. And then like he leaves and and Kimon tries to like grab, like touch her here and be like, hey, how are you? Like, 
whatever and she's just like leaves and then also a second what the fuck like what happened to the english teacher now like he just like forgot about her or like he had sex with her and like whatever or like she's never gonna appear again or like what's the deal like <laughs> are you talking about slutty red yeah, dress she's the english teacher okay she he missed their date that's the update we got this episode oh, is that he okay, ditched right, her. right 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 yeah but like but yeah he was like super into it and he like decided that they were gonna have a friends with benefits thing and then obviously he's like very into burju but like burju doesn't know that he like missed a date like you know like it's just like I don't know. It seems like it's just gonna like make the plot worse rather than better. Yeah, I think maybe they realized that it seemed like they weren't gonna advance that plot line after this episode, but maybe they will. And um, yeah, I agree. That was so weird. Like, what the fuck that guy, that teacher for being the most awkward, inducing, horrible social person ever. (laughs) Oh, she just comes on strong, you know. All right. Did we do it? Wait, can I name the Sultan of Success in my opinion? <laughs> oh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Just for we'll her... see if we agree. Okay, my nomination is for Burju because of her very uh, lengthy, comprehensive, uh, luxurious morning routine. That is that <laughs> right there. Like she's a little like a queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you guys think? I think that's fair. I'm not sure anyone succeeded in this episode. That was a lot of success. Oh, one was making money. Well, Kem- Kemal succeeded in not being an asshole. He passed the asshole test. That's true. <laughs> passed the not an asshole test. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, my nomination point. is for Osman because he's making money with like stupid basketball, fu- like, like games. And there were a lot of spectators. He has a lot of business acumen. Like he can even use up 20 lira (laughs) to buy a bunch of muscles. Yeah, he can get (laughs) muscles. Which is like, how did you do that? (laughs) And he also also manages to like get Kidam not to fight and and has enough money Mm -hmm. to pay off the other dude. So he's definitely doing really well. Hmm. Wow. I'm pretty convinced. Yeah, me too. I'll change my vote. I think (laughs) Osman is our sultan of success for the second week in a row. He is. No, wasn't. No, that was Kenneth's dad last week. (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I apologize. (laughs) Osman? Because of how that living room looks. He's in the running to be the actual sultan of success because he's like, he's making money. He's like 16 and like making money from the weirdest. Yeah, thing. he can afford so many hazelnuts if that's not so well. Many. <laughs> so and many. he keeps them warm in his either his pocket or <laughs> in ah, his sweaty palms. Sophia, gross. Like in the you go and you buy some warm nuts on the street. Like he doesn't warm True. them up because they're already warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's so nasty. Shower. No. <laughs> Oh, wow. I want to take away his title now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everyone's got to have flaws, I guess. So we're going to dedicate this episode to our very own Sultan of Success, taking back the title, Osman. He, King of the Hazelnuts. Yay! And I also want to dedicate 
this episode to my two beautiful co-hosts for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy. Happy Valentine's can't, Day. Can't pander to us like that. Not, <laughs> not get better outcomes because of this. <laughs> I might. <laughs> also, like by the time this airs, it's not going to be Valentine's Day anymore. True. <laughs> True. But the sentiment True. lives. Thank you all so much for listening. Next time, we're going to be talking about episode five, where we find out if Sinan survived his parking lot debacle, I guess. We hope I he am did. very, very stressed about this. <laughs> what if yeah. I cracked his head? <laughs> yeah. It's not going to go good for him, is my guess. No. But thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.